Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's talk a little hoops. Uh, we've been heavy in football, obviously, since the Super Bowl. But let's head out to Brian Geltziler, host on Sirius XM NBA Radio. He's also a contributor at NBA TV. And I will just say, Brian, I'm looking at a headline that says the Warriors made a bid for LeBron James at the trading deadline. It involved Joe Lacob making a personal call to Jeannie Buss. What do you think? Well, <clears throat> I think there was due diligence involved. I think that's everything you need to know from the Warriors on the fact that they don't want to wrap up this dynasty and call it a day quite yet that they think there's a window that they can still manage to pry open here to make a playoff run. And, and I, you know, it didn't totally shock me as crazy as it sounds, because I do believe that LeBron maybe maybe coming to that point in LeBron's cycle that we've seen in the past where the wanderlust is starting to creep in. I mean, there's a lot of teams that feel that way. LeBron sending his hourglass emoji messages and wearing the Knicks towel over his shoulder and all that. But I think there's a, a larger point of play here, which is the fact that, listen, the Lakers didn't do anything at the trade deadline because they really didn't, besides trading Austin Reeves, they didn't have enough to go get any of the players LeBron wanted them to get. So what does that mean? It means LeBron's essentially squeezed their assets dry here. Mm. That's what's happened. Mm. They've gone and done everything they could. They, besides Reeves, who LeBron likes to play with, besides one 2029 first round pick, they got nothing to deal. So I, I, when it comes to looking at that, the thought that maybe LeBron doesn't want to be there anymore is n not the worst thought in the world. The other thing is, you know, at some point in the next year or two, he's going to want Bronny to be, play with him. When that comes around, he can certainly use that over a team said now again much harder to use in a trade um if you're going to do something and go to a team in the offseason it's much easier to use if you do it via free agency or even sign and trade where you can say hey i'm not going to sign with you if you don't bring him on board so so i think from that standpoint the Bronny thing doesn't play a role but i'm not all that shocked that the warriors did this i i actually think it was a smart thing to do because you find a way to keep that title window pried open a little bit further would a move like that have done it i'm not sure what would have gone out so i don't know that it would have done it but it would have been real interesting to see steph and lebron and draymond green play on the same floor and see if they could make a horse race of it in the western conference i none of it floors me i'll say that wow BG, last time we talked to you, I was fighting a good fight. I, I was, I had the Warriors in the coffin. Dre was out, you know. Steph was looking, you know, tired or whatnot. Now all of a sudden they won seven of eight, five in a row. Dre's back. Kaminga's helping them get easy buckets. The youngsters like Pajemski are are chipping in. Ha, has your view of what this team could do? Because I said it's Operation Play In. That's where they're at now, tenth. 
Uh, where are you at in regard to the metamorphosis? I feel like we're watching with this team, or is that too soon? No, I don't listen. I, here's, so here's what I'll say. I think that the move with Kaminga in the starting lineup, Draymond to five, Pajemski finishing more games, it works. It has worked. It's worked really, really well. So I, I, I think, and, but I, and I think it's a great regular season formula. Mm. I don't know that it's a great formula in the playoffs, only because if you look at the size that you're going to have to go up against come playoff time, I worry that the Warriors are going to have enough in against some of the teams that they have to beat. Now, granted, listen, it's an issue against the Nuggets. It's probably not an issue. It's an issue against the Timberwolves. It's probably not an issue. It's an issue against the Lakers also. It's probably not an issue against the Thunder or the Clippers or the Suns. So it, there's certain, and certainly not Dallas if they end up in a play in there. But I think the Warriors' goal is to play their way out of the play. And they're only three games in a loss column behind Phoenix and the Pelicans right now. And they're playing as good as anybody in the league right now. So I, I think they want out of the play, and I think they want to get in the top six. This team is definitely, from the regular season standpoint, good enough to do it. I'm just a little skeptical that they're going to have enough size to win multiple playoff series this year if they do get in. But I'll say this, Dow, to your point. We were talking about this a month ago as it's over. Shovel dirt on this right, group. Right, Can't do it anymore. And, right? and they turned around and give Steve Kerr a ton of credit. They found a mix that works. At one point, Chris Paul's going to come back here. And listen, all of their best lineups advanced stat-wise this season have Chris Paul in them. Chris Paul will help a ton when he does come back. I give Kerr all the credit in the world. He's done a fantastic job here. Do I think it's going to take him to the promised land this year? Probably not, but a year that was looking like a lost year, the Draymond suspensions, all that, just got a heck of a lot more interesting. Brian Geltiler joining us on 95.7 The Game. He's a host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, also a contributor at NBA TV. I saw an interview with uh, Steve Kerr just a day or two ago, and he says uh, it was with The Ringer, and he said uh, he expects to be back. Uh, that he didn't want to get into details, but he's told Joe Lacob that he wants to coach this team after this year, and Joe Lacob has said that he wants Steve Kerr back. You think? You think that's what the way it's going to come down? Or do you think it's going to have to do with with maybe what they think personnel-wise in the offseason? You know, listen, if I think they want Steve Kerr back. I think they'd be crazy not to. I think Steve Kerr wants to be back. If I'm Steve Kerr, it's almost easy at this stage. I'm hitching my wagon to Steph Curry. As long as Curry's there, I'm here with him. And whatever happens from there happens. I, and I think that's the smart way for Kerr to go. Um, listen, pays well. Good job. Uh, he's got emotional attachments here. They've accomplished a lot together. He's got a lot of pull and cachet in the organization. He may, if he decides to stop coaching, he may not take another coaching job ever again. Who knows? So I, I think for him here, this works. He's making it work. Bob Myers had a lot of pull in the organization, and rightfully so. He accomplished a heck of a lot as an executive. I think in the wake of Myers' exit, Mike Dunleavy's leaning on Steve Kerr a little bit more. And I think that is something that Steve Kerr likes. I think that plays to 
all of Kerr's sensibilities, so to speak. I, I think he likes it. I think it's good for him. And and I think it, he has a little more input into some of these personnel matters. And he can kind of do what he wants with this team. He's earned it. So, to me, if Lakeup wants him back, keep coming back. Hit your wagon to Steph Curry. Listen, Steph Curry's, what, 35 years old? Doesn't look like he's slowing down one bit right now. And, and, and continues to play on a very, very high level as long as Draymond's on the court healthy with him. Um, and I'm thinking as long as you have those two guys together, you keep pushing this thing forward if you're Steve Curry. And if I'm Wake up. Why do I go find another coach when this is the coach I have right now? Wow. BG, you got me thinking. I know in sports you can never have enough good players, but the Warriors' rotation and everything they're doing just seems seamless. When Chris Paul does come back, do you, do, you know, whose minutes does he take? Because I'm looking at young pods and he's finishing games and he's coming up big. I mean, it, is that a good thing or how does that work with you in regard to CP3 out there due to come back soon? Well, listen, so it, I think you have to be very careful not to, you know, reduce Pajemski's minutes in a big way. Um, you know, you have, listen, Gary Payton's playing a bunch here. They've been, they've been looking at Canonis lately, has been playing some. So, like, I, I kind of look at it and feel like you can piece a couple of minutes from everybody. It may make things a little bit tougher for guys like Clay and Wiggins, who've been inconsistent this year. So, you know, they've been playing pretty consistent minutes with Chris Paul out, especially recently. And Wiggins has had a resurgence in the starting lineup. Clay's still somewhat inconsistent in spite of his very good game in Utah the other night. But I, so I, I think you have to, be careful who you borrow those minutes from. But I think if you borrow a little bit from everybody, you're okay. Chris Paul's too good to not play him 20 to 25 minutes a game. He's just is too good. You, you have to get him out there. Listen, look what's happened here. With the Kaminga Green look up front, you know, Looney and Trace Jackson gave its minutes have gotten squeezed. Even Sarge is not getting what he was. So you got to find minutes somewhere. So I think a little bit from Peyton, a little bit from Clay, a little bit from Wiggins – I wouldn't take any from Pajemski, but a little bit from each of those three, and maybe Paul not playing his full complement of minutes, I think that kind of gets you there. Brian Geltziler joining us on 95.7 The Game. He's a host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, contributor to NBA TV. I, I got and If I'm putting you on the spot here, you can, you can say it's, it, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, LeBron's making 47, 48 this year, 51-plus next. Like, What would a trade for LeBron with the Warriors what do you think it would have looked like? Who who, who we who we plucking off the Warriors and sending to L.A. that they might even want? Well, so, first of all, the contract to make it even would have been Clay. Okay. So let's understand that up front. You think the Warriors okay. do Clay and Kaminga? Uh, I think it's possible. I think the Lakers would have wanted some draft consideration mm. also. I think there may have to be a pick or two involved there, but I think that's what it would have been. I think it would have been Clay and Kaminga. Listen, I'm not, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not trading LeBron if I don't bring in a young stud like Kaminga. Yeah. I'm just not. It's not It's not worth it to me. It's not, it's for, for them to get any cents on the dollar. I need to have some somebody's name that I can put on the market. I need to sell this to my fans. I need to be able to bring a guy in and say, hey, at least for the next couple of years, we're going to pair him with Anthony Davis while we continue to grow and we use these assets productively. Like that. That would have been my thing. Because let's face it, they would want it to lead with Wiggins. There's no way the Lakers are doing that for Wiggins. Right. B it's got to be Kaminga. BG, I love easy. And when Brooklyn put that big three together, I was telling Steiny, oh, my God, watch out. Get the parade ready. Heart broke right there. Now I'm looking at the Clippers over the last 40 games. Warriors take them on tonight. No Kawhi. 
but nobody's got a better record. Um, are you buying the Los Angeles Clippers? I am. I'm buying them hard. I mm. think that they're. I think that they are terrific. I think they're going to be terrific. And the thing I will say is that for them, it's about keeping your guys healthy on the floor. And I think you know, with what they've done here in the short term, and and how well that they've played and where they've put themselves, I think you will see Kawhi, especially when he's put himself in line to be an All NBA guy because he's going to play more than sixty five games. I think you're going to see him sit some games here, and I think that's okay. Because one of the reasons, and I think you have to, when you look at the Clippers, this is really important to, to realize. One of the big, one of their goals going into this season was we need to be a better regular season team. Part of what's hurting us in the playoffs is us not worrying about where our seed is. And when you look historically through this league, teams that have gone to the finals, by and large, have done it from higher seeds. Yes, yes, it's the better team sometimes, but it's also easier to play with home court in each of these series. Like it's just the higher seeding is more is more important. Russell Westbrook and James Harden have been regular season monsters in this league. They play a ton of games. They win a ton of games. Now, they both had their fair share of playoff failures, but regular season, they've been awesome. Listen, that Kawhi and Paul George, they got their playoff guys. Kawhi's, you know, one of the three guys in the history of the sport to win finals MVPs for two different teams. Like, they have those guys. They need guys to keep the record up during the season. Because Kawhi's been healthy, because he's played great, they haven't really gone to those guys to be their main guys that carry the load in the regular season. Now that time kicks in. And you'll see a lot of Harden and Westbrook here in the absence of Kawhi. I think it's a, I, I think it'll be fine for the Clippers. I love what I see out of the Clippers. Again, as long as they're healthy, to me, they're the best team in the West. But you could, you, you know, listen, the Nuggets have to keep Jamal Murray and Michael Porter on the floor. The Suns have to keep their big three on the floor. You know, the Lakers, if they're to have any chance, have to keep their big two on the floor and who've been hurt in recent years. You know, we've seen this with the Warriors too. It's, you know, health is not this deep bit of analysis. Okay, you know what I mean? It's, but it's, a, but it is an essential element to a team advancing. And I think for the Clippers, if they're healthy, if they have Kawhi, Paul George, and James Harden, I think they're the, the, the odds on favorites to go to the finals in the West. Real quick before I let you go, Gelsey, uh, the f- uh, Warriors are 10. And the Lakers are nine. Which of those two teams are the most or the more likely to make a run? I would probably tell you the Warriors right now. They feel more together than the Lakers. Right. I know the Lakers just brought in Dinwiddie here, but you know it, when LeBron is, is you know is answering questions in the way he's answered questions and posting hourglass emojis. It doesn't exactly make guys around him feel all that good about his influence. And the game I want to go back to, guys, is the Thursday night TNT game when the Lakers went into Boston without LeBron and without Anthony Davis playing and beat the heck out of the Celtics. And granted, they shot the ball exceedingly well in that game, but there was a level of fire and a level of spirit under Darvin Hand that they don't have when Davis and James are playing. So I do worry about a listlessness among that group. When it comes to the Warriors, they are incredibly together. Draymond Green's return here has been amazing in that he's still been playing with that edge that he plays with, but he's been falling on the right side of it and not stepping out of line. He had a challenge with Nurkic the other night where he could have easily had a problem and he didn't. He didn't take the bait. And I think that's so important for the Warriors. So I look at the Warriors here and kind of feel like this is a group that's first coming together and seeing who they can be. For the Lakers, they look in the mirror at who they are and I'm not sure how much they like it. Brian, as always, man, appreciate it. Thank you so much. My pleasure, guys. Let's do it again soon. Take uh, care. All righty. Brian Geltzeiler, host on Sirius XM NBA Radio, contributor 
at NBA TV. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.